Oh my days, am I excited for this podcast. I am headed to the Emirates this weekend to watch the girls play Aston Villa. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about goalkeepers. Let's talk about Jonas Eideval's new contract and much more. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women podcast. Let's go. Welcome, 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 my friends, wherever you're listening from. Welcome to yet another episode of that Arsenal Women podcast with me, your host, Demian. I am currently in the city of Cologne, Germany. I have been invited to speak at the SAE Institute. That's SAE Institute's alumni event. I'm not an alumni, but I've been so graciously invited to talk about my experience playing with pop artists, what I've done to get there, how I've remained active in that world. And I'm really excited to be here. But as much as I'm excited to be here, and I'm literally minutes away from walking over there, I'm very excited because tomorrow I fly out to London and I'm going to spend a few days there, especially or specifically to attend the match at the Emirates against Villa. So before I keep going, I want to remind you of two things. One, if this is your first time listening, please know that I am a musician. I am not a pundit. I am not a journalist. I'm not an expert. I'm not an analyst. Everything that you will hear comes from a place of passion and subjectivity and bias. Uh, they're all biased opinions. So please know that. Also, in case you haven't done it yet, please go read that arsenalwomenblog.com. It is written by me, yours truly. And I write about Arsenal women every single day sometimes it's directly about the club sometimes they're match previews done my way i guess and sometimes there are match analysis done my way again and, and take that with a big 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 grain of salt and also i talk about things that are sort of adjacent to uh, either national teams that have to do with arsenal and so on and so forth so again that arsenalwomen.com so among the many things that I would like to talk about in this particular uh, episode has to do with the phenomenon that has been happening at Arsenal sort of club-wide that has to do with the goalkeepers, right? And, and this is really strange because if it's, it's, it's very hard to find in world football, you know, the, this sort of... Uh, battle between keepers you know who's the real number one of the club who's the 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 sub or number two and you know that no that doesn't really happen too often you usually have the main goalkeeper your number one and then you have a pretty good number two so to speak but somehow some way it has become the norm at arsenal both for the men's squad and the women's squad where there's this ambiguity as to who is the number one and both managers have had it, it, it have had the same talking points on press conferences about, you know, this defined attitude of like, oh, I don't have a number one, you know, every player should play, you know, in that nonsense that I, of course, I respect, but it makes no sense to me. So this whole situation of, you know, Mary Earps not signing and, and Manu uh, not having the best game against Liverpool and yada, 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 like that doesn't warrant for me benching her for Sabrina who is a keeper that as much as I support her for being an Arsenal player she's not a player that I love and adore or think that she's the answer for us or or the right fit for the club as far as um, 
the ambition going forward and how I believe that we have to be in the forefront of this sport. But anyway, I just think it's really interesting how, and, and maybe not in the best of ways, how this is happening with with uh, at Arsenal. You know, it just seems like it's the the norm these days, and I don't see any other club doing it. And, and yeah, Arsenal are pioneers in, in world football for a lot of things, but I don't necessarily want it to be <laughs> the club that always has, uh, you know, this battle between keepers and, and both being first, you know, sort of first choice. I'm not really sure exactly, you know, I'm not really exactly sure how that's going to unfold. But what one of the things that I do know, because I did play as a goalkeeper, uh, or I do play in my league here, means nothing because it's at a very, very low level. But goalkeepers need to have, and this is one of the things that I'm talking about in the in the convention today, you know, musicians let me let me sort of backtrack musicians have to have the memory of a goalkeeper right they need to be a goalie in the sense that if they make a mistake they have to keep going they cannot let it be what rules the rest of the match the rest of the song the rest of that section of the song or if you play a solo and you mess up a note you you just have to keep going you cannot let it stress you out at the moment you might think about it later or you know criticize yourself and so on and so forth but the the fact of the matter is that at that moment you need to let it go you need to process things in due time and it's it's it has been very very fruitful for me as a musician to keep that in mind because it has kept me sane and it has allowed me to do what I do in the matter in or in the manner that I do it but it's 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 very hard, I would think, for a person like Manu to all of a sudden expect her to put this behind as well really, really quickly. Like the being benched, it's not the, the, the same as, you know, scoring an own goal or, or missing a cross or, or fumbling a, a shot or something like that. This is some deeper thing. So, you know, I just hope that this is resolved as much as possible and you know if there's one single player that deserves us to keep trusting her for as long as possible is Manu and I don't see it happening in in that is something that that doesn't sit well with me too well you know what I mean and, and that's sort of like it takes me to the next point as far as like Jonas and his new contract and how you know I of course I support Jonas Eideval, I think he's a very, very good coach. And I also know myself and I know how I, f I sort of fall out of love with coaches depending on a few things that happen that um, to my, you know, in my mind, they shouldn't be happening. So for instance, unless there's an injury or something serious, there's no reason why Katie McCabe should not start a match. I also don't think that we have the right players to play three at the back. Or I'll say that with a caveat that the partnership of Jen Beattie and Lotta Wubin Moy has not really worked um, consistently. And yeah, we played with them in the Champions League last year. Uh, and we got far, but the reality is we didn't win. There were mistakes made. And 
I just don't think that that is the strongest partnership. And I love Jen Beatty, so I always want Jen Beatty to play. But that them two together in a three, I don't think it's the best. In a four, I would I could definitely see that be more much more effective. You know, with Steph on the right and Noel on the on excuse me, Steph on the left, Noel on the right, and those two if he chooses them right. But the non choosing of Laia Colina and Amanda Illestead was mind-blowing to me against Liverpool. And you kind of start thinking of, like, what makes a manager, you know, deserve a new contract? And to me, the first thing would be trophies, not just uh, a project, so to speak, right? Because that's what the original contract should have been for, right? The project. So you build it, you do it, and then it, it brings results, and then you reward it with a new contract, right? And I'm not an expert in all these things, so, you know, keep that in mind. But to me, the Conti Cup was not enough to give him a, you know, a a contract extension. But who the hell am I to tell or to say who deserves what in terms of money, in terms of employment? Not at all. But I would have liked to see different things um, as it relates to not only that, the, the, the Katie McCabe situation, for example, not that it's a situation, but to point that out or playing through at the back, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's, it, it gets to a point where if these things continue happening, things that I don't necessarily absolutely love and feel like it's the best thing in the world for the club I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be very much um, critical. And I don't necessarily like that. You know, I don't love the the idea of, um, of, you know, voicing my opinion online or this disapproval of a manager that I'm sure is a great person. Like, that's not my role. Like, one of those things that, one of the things that, I always try to do with this podcast in life in general is to be as optimistic and positive as possible. And I have a feeling that if I continue to be judgmental or, you know, over analytical of Jonas Eideval's decisions, I'm going to end up not liking, you know, a lot of it. But the bottom line, my friends, is that this season is just so, there's just so much. There's so much football to be played. It's absolutely insane. You know, there's a lot of people were reacting. I wouldn't say overreacting, but I understand they were reacting to the two matches, how we haven't won yet. And it's looking pretty touch and go at the moment. But at the same time, there's so much football to be played. And like like uh, like I mentioned on, on the blog the other day, you know, this sport is incredibly unpredictable and if there's one thing for sure in the wsl is that we need to expect the unexpected and we know that yet still we assume that it's the same pattern of you know if we lose one of the matches against the top four that's it the 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 title is gone and the reality is that because there's a lot of football to be played anything can happen and and a lot of things will happen and among the things that will happen mark my words because it has happened already and it'll continue to happen sadly are bad calls from the referees and the reality is that the whole of england right now both the premier league and the wsl have been inundated in terrible calls in 
you know, some drama and really weird politics regarding the, the VAR when available and no apologies in, in this group of people that believe from, from, and by the way, this is not me saying it, but a lot of uh, pundits have said that you hear on Talk Sports, Sky Sports and various blogs that I read you know, they feel they're above the law and they say like, well, you know, we can't do this because it's the law. Well, you created the law so you can also change it and you can modify it and you can adapt and you can adopt different behavior. So the reality is that because of a game like the, the, the Chelsea against Man City, you know, sending off of both Laura, uh, uh, Lauren Hemp and of um, Alex Greenwood, which was absolute madness, it ended up potentially benefiting Arsenal, right? Because Man City were down to nine players, Chelsea score, 1-1, which basically means both teams dropped points, right? So that is, in and of itself, on paper, by math, beneficial to Arsenal. So the same way that this can happen, it will happen against us, it'll happen against other people. And this notion, one of the sort of constants in football of you know, uh, it all evens out in the end. Like, I don't love that idea. I don't love the idea of, well, yeah, this is how injustice works or something. So it's really, it's, it's really deep and there's a lot going on. But anyhow, before I forget, I want to mention that, uh, you know, with this, I get to perform um, with great people in, in, it's always a part of a band, right? I'm always part of a team. I'm always in the back, right? Usually like a goalkeeper or a defender or something like that. And there other people are part of this or are more prevalent or have a different type of role. And I, as a drummer and a percussion player, I'm always sort of creating a foundation, so to speak, where other musicians can lay upon and build upon. In this particular instance that I'm living today, even though I've done a few of these, it's really interesting and it always makes me feel like I'm about to take a penalty because as much as I've done all this work with people and literally everything I've done is to work with other people, to play, to make art with other people and be part of this collective. From time to time, you're put in a situation where you're, it's this individual thing. And I do it with the podcasting or sometimes when I've gotten interviewed on or part of other podcasts um, or radio interviews about my career or, you know, podcasts about music and so on and so forth. And I understand it. But to speak alone on stage or be part of a, a stage and speak to people on your own, it's uh, very similar to me to what it must be in a very bastardized way for a player to kick a penalty kick. Obviously, the stakes are way lower. But even if it's a practice thing, even if it's just for fun, like I would do with my friends growing up or not so young, but still like facing a penalty or kicking a penalty, this one-on-one -on -one thing, this so much responsibility. It's, it's insane in, in uh, moments like, like I feel like I'm, I try to th think that I'm a, or I think that I'm a empathetic person and I try to put myself in other people's shoes as often as possible. And I'm also redundant. But anyway, the idea of this is to try to encapsulate the fact that I enjoy this pressure, but hell no, would I ever want that to be a constant in my life or in my career or anything like that. My friends, this is it. 
Uh, the next blog I will write would be either here from Germany or when I land in London. I'm not sure. But again, that arsenalwomenblog.com. Another thing that I would like to say, and I'll, I'll uh, sort of close on this um, this particular topic, and I do not want to... Um, I cannot get into the 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 current situation with um, Israel, Palestine. That's very very deep, and and to be completely honest with you, I haven't had the time or the mindset or the bandwidth emotionally to deal with it, and I will not comment at the moment. I'm sure at some point I will, um, but one of the other things that I wanted to say was pay uh, tribute to Maddie Cusack or Cusack, however you pronounce her name. May she rest in peace. She will be missed and was beloved by every person that she seemingly even spoke to in her life. So much love to her, much love to you, and I will see you very soon. If you are at the Emirates on Sunday, let's hang out. I, should, I will probably be at the Tollington and at the Armory wasting money that I don't have. Much love, take care of yourselves, and again, that arsenalwomenblog.com. We'll speak again soon.